All right, let's bring in a very special guest, and we've been looking forward to doing this, uh, hooking up with him, because I have to be honest. I said that when he committed to Tennessee, I wasn't really sure. I was caught off guard of what type of player he was, and he, he called me out on Twitter, which I love, absolutely love. So this is a big day for him, and it's about him. We're talking about Jamal Wallace, who has signed with Tennessee, a junior college defensive lineman that very well could play right away. And Jamal joins us right now. Look at him with his Tennessee gear all decked out. Jamal, how are yeah, you, yeah, sir? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now, I appreciate you guys having me on, though. Well, uh, first of all, congratulations, man. This is a, a monstrous day for you. Um, I know junior college football can – can be kind of tough. I've covered that at one point for yeah. ESPN. Uh, I think you're going to be blown away by the the facilities and the support you get at the major D1 program. Yeah, no, it's already, it's already didn't happen. Uh, they, they've been uh, flooding my Instagrams, Twitter. It's already didn't happen with the fan base, at least. Nice. So go ahead, and if you want to, you can comment on the message board and congratulate uh, Jamal. Um, Jamal, let's talk about your decision when you committed – to Tennessee, what were the other schools involved? Who was who was close, and why was it Tennessee? Oh yeah, so um, I had a bunch of t uh, other schools to offer me. I had maybe ten offers, um, but the schools that was really I was looking forward to was South Florida, Houston, and Utah State, just because it was all family friendly. And uh, Houston, I mean not Houston, uh, Tennessee always had the upper hand just because it was my dream school, which was because of Inky Johnson, Eggbury. You know, I'm from Kansas City, so I got to see uh, Eggbury up and close in person. And uh, Inky Johnson uh, actually came to my school and spoke to us, so that was pretty cool. And I th people say Ray Lewis' speeches get you ready to run through a wall, but I think Inky Johnson's gets you ready and pumped up. That's pretty strong. Uh, take over Calhoun. What would you like to ask Jamal here? Jamal, the message board wants to see it, so I'm going to let you come for me. Um, because for those who don't know, <laughs> this all started because a couple of days ago when you when you committed, um, I had been called off guard. I've been covering recruiting, but I've been called off guard when you committed. So I, I did do some crash course research and saw you were listed at 62270 yeah. on the Sierra College website, and then 247 lists you at 62302. And mm. I'm so terrible with measurements when I use my eyes. It's my, my biggest weakness. And so um, you you rightly called me out. I, I'll give you credit on that. And so my question is, what exactly – so what is your – what are your measurables and what type of player are you on the defensive line? Are you going to play more in the middle or on the edge? Yeah, okay. So just start off the middle and the edge. Um, Coach Gardner, since I've only played D-line for two years, I've never played it before. It is my first two years ever playing D lineman just because I was a skilled guy uh, coming out of high school. Um, I was only 190 pounds coming out of high school. Um, I ended up gaining over 112 pounds in one year during COVID. Um, but um, Coach Gardner is going to have me edge rushing first and second down, third down and fourth down. I'll be um, inside. But probably like my senior year, I'll be playing more inside than edge rushing. But um, what, what was the other question? I, I totally forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, what are your measurables now? <laughs> oh, yeah. So my measurables is 6'3", 300 pounds. Yeah. All right, 6'3", 300. So you gain how much weight and how long? Uh, I gained 112 pounds in one year. How did you possibly do that? <laughs> I would probably say genetics and eating, really. 
Well, genetics will certainly help. So talk about when did you, where did you come in at one point to uh, what position did you start playing football and then talk about how you slowly moved towards the line of scrimmage? Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I started off in high school playing receiver corner and safety. Those were my, my main three positions that I played um, all throughout high school, my senior year. And uh, after I graduated 2019, that's when I started to gain a lot more weight. And I ended up being 300 pounds 2021. And I gray shirted my first year at Sierra. My second year, I got to 275. That's really my playing weight. It's not really 300 pounds. It's it's 275. The only reason why I'm still at three uh, 300 pounds right now is because I've been on so many official visits. I really haven't had time to get home. Like this is really my first time being home because I've been having official visits back to back to back to back. You know, they try to feed you as much as possible while you're at official visits. But my real playing weight is 275. All right, so, so 275. So Caleb set straight. Yeah. So, so Jamal, uh, you talked about how you were 190 and you were much more of a skilled player when you first went to college. Um, just a quick history thing. I don't know if you ever uh, saw this. You're a young guy. But, uh, you know, in the NBA, Scottie Pippen was 6'1 when he first went to college and was a guard. And then he had that growth spurt to 6'7, which was what made him such a Hall of Fame player in the NBA. On a football level, can you talk about how the benefits of coming in as a skill player and then having that growth spurt to play on the line but still maintaining the – the fundamentals that you learn and the techniques from playing the skill positions. Yeah, I was actually um, uh, DMing a lot of young guys that got in contact with me just because I committed to Tennessee. And I was asking, like, how am I able to play D-line coming from skill? I believe because I worked with everybody. Um, see, and like Pop Warner, my uh, uncle had me playing D-line. But I was small. But, you know, everybody else is just as small as you. So, we was playing, putting me places just to have fun and play. So I learned how to play all these positions growing up to into high school. So, but um, I would say for me, I don't um, train with the D line. I train with the linebackers. So that's why I'm able to move better than most D linemen because I'm training with the linebackers. Um, even while I'm at JUCO, I was training with the linebackers. I always trained with the linebackers, just so I can still have keep that twitchy keep that motor, you know, and just move a little better than most D-line. So what are your expectations? I want to get back to Inky and Eric Berry, okay? But what are your mm -hmm. expectations of year one? Because junior college players are expected to to come and contribute pretty quickly. What are your expectations personally? Yeah, um, I really want to come in there and, and, and wreck a game and change a game because I believe that I am a game changer. And uh, it may not show on my stats this year, but uh, a lot of the coaches can tell you they game plan around me so I don't wreck a game. And I feel like since I have a couple more better guys on the edge rushing and interior, I'll be able to have a lot more one-on-ones to, to be able to, to dominate my opponent. All right, so let me get back to um, – you mentioned Inky Johnson, who I covered because I'm old. Um, but um, he is an incredible speaker. What kind of an impact did he have on your recruitment? Um, yeah, so I just could, could, um, could like, how, how do I say this? I can, could like, me and him, we came from the same background. We had some of the same similarities when uh, coming up. Yeah, he, he had a rough childhood. I had a rough childhood. So it was, we could just, like, compare it to each other, you know? So it was, like, really good for me to, um, for him to have that situation and for me to look up to him. 
Let me ask you the same question about you mentioned Eric Berry, who that is my all time favorite ball that I covered. And I go back to 98, Jamal. I'm really old. But <laughs> that is um, that that is my all time favorite ball I covered. So you're from the uh, you, you, you saw him play at Kansas City. What yeah. are your what are your impressions of Eric Berry? He's a strong dude coming back from from that cancer. You know, a lot of people counted him out. I counted him out. I didn't think somebody can come back from cancer and still be able to play and be a, a dominant player at that. So that's pretty pretty amazing and inspiring just to to know that you can get through anything and still play what you what you feel like you can play. So uh, Jamal, let's talk a little bit about also your recruitment and uh, I, I know that you're talking about playing for Rodney Garner. What is you know, Rodney Garner is one of those longtime veteran SEC defensive line coaches and one of the most respected. How did he connect? How did you connect with him when on the recruiting trail? Uh, yeah, so he's just, he's like a little OG. He 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 don't really know much about the social media world. He uh, he he do, he don't really know much. And then when he came out to just watch me play football, he actually stayed in the stands so he don't have to talk to nobody else. You came to see one person. And that was me. So that was pretty dope. You know, a lot of coaches, like, when they come see somebody, they want to talk to other uh, players. They want to meet all the coaches on, on the other side. But now Coach Gardner, he stayed with my um, my, my parents and, and, and stayed watching me. So that was pretty dope. Last thing I got for you, then, Caleb, if you want to jump in, feel free. Um, Rodney Garner is, I think, one of the most respected and best defensive line mm -hmm. coaches in, in the nation. How big of a factor was that in your decision? Because I know you're thinking about the NFL, and you should be. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big part of um, my decision because I, so many people were telling me so much about him. It's like I've only played D-line for two years, and one of the best D-line coaches feel like I can be a dominant player in the SEC or into the, into the next level. I would love to play for that guy. So, Jamal, you are um, going to – Whatever, from a talent perspective at Tennessee, edge rusher is one of the most loaded rooms that they have. Mm -hmm. and so you got, you're going to have a lot of competition next year. Is, yeah. are you, how much are you embracing that? No, no, no. I'm not worried about any competition. <laughs> I've been competing <laughs> my whole life. Um, I'm willing to put in the work. So uh, I don't think any competition, I'm, I'm not running away from it. I know they got that guy. I know they got that guy which is uh, pretty good that they do have a guy because I want to be the next guy too. So yeah, I ain't running from no competition. All right, let's, let's get in touch. When will you, when will you arrive on campus? Yeah. So I'll get down there in May. I'll get down there in May. All right. Well, uh, let's subscribe lunch and maybe we can uh, work some things out. I don't know if you're aware, but we did the ball report with Jacob Warren and the ball report with Cooper Mays. So it's a, it's a great chance to talk about, uh, what what you guys do and how you get ready for each and every game. So maybe we work something out, man. Congratulations. Um, I did love the fact that you called me out, on, called us out on Twitter. You put the split screen with some other guys. I don't know who they were, but yeah. uh, <laughs> and it was absolutely hilarious. So uh, fantastic, great stuff. I can't congratulate you enough because I know this is a big step in your dream, which is probably to play in the NFL. So kudos, my man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. No, I didn't. I didn't come at nobody. I just, I just that, let you know my opinion. A very playful. It was. It, it was good. And and I'll be honest with you. There was so much information out there that was contradicting itself in your size. I didn't. 
I didn't. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I didn't know what to think, but uh, now I'm pumped, man. Jamal, appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, bye. Pretty good stuff, good Jamal job. Wallace, right there. And I'll tell you something that's little that you may not think is a big deal. But here's a guy who said that he he would be willing to come on with us, and then bam, he's right there at 10:58, I believe. Um, so we were able to get him on. That means a little something to me. I always thought that um, you know sticking to what you said you were going to do, which doesn't always happen in recruiting. Uh, he just seems like a mature young man to me, Caleb. I think Tennessee fans should be very excited about his future. I agree. And the last question I'd ask is what stands out to me when you when you look at recruits, the ones who the ones who don't run from competition matter the most. I mean, how many times, Dave, have you seen in the quarterback room? The best quarterbacks Tennessee's ever had are the ones who committed, even though there was already another quarterback on the roster. Right. I yep. mean, it did. Peyton Manning committed, even though Todd Helton, Brandon Stewart and Jerry Colquitt were there and Brandon Stewart was a freshman. If Peyton Manning was waiting to see whether or not Brandon Stewart was committed and had then he wouldn't have been the right guy. You need the guys who want the competition, who aren't afraid to try to win the job. 